Good morning. It's Friday, the 2nd of October. Dick Blackwell going through a book entitled uh, Gentle and Lowly by Dane Ortland. Um, book was given to me by my friend Gene Emerson and I uh, read it and I just felt like this is so important and I wanted to share it. So I'm going through his book. It's not my ideas. I may throw in one every now and then, but it's basically what he's saying. And uh, I would recommend you get the book, be honest. Gentle and Lovely. <clears throat> okay, we did an introduction yesterday. Today I'm doing chapter one. It's entitled, His Very Heart. And he's taken from the scriptures, Matthew eleven twenty nine, where he says, I am gentle and lowly in heart. Uh, Charles Spurgeon pointed out to Dane's dad that in the four gospels given to us in Matthew, Mark, Luke, and John, 98 chapters or 89, rather, chapters of biblical text, there's only one place where Jesus tells us about his own heart, and that's here. I am gentle and lowly in heart. Um, thousands of pages have been written by theologians over the past years about the things that he has done, but not much has been written about his heart. And here in this one particular place, we hear Jesus himself open up his very heart. <clears throat> and that comes from Matthew eleven twenty eight thirty. 30. He said, come to me, all who labor and are heavy laden. I will give you rest. Take my yoke upon you and learn from me, for I am gentle and lowly in heart. And you will find rest for your souls. My yoke is easy and my burden is light. We, uh, it's interesting when he mentions what his heart is like. He doesn't say he's, uh, he's exalted and dignified. He's, he's all these great things. But he says he's gentle and lowly. <clears throat> Um, it's not speaking of the emotional life, uh, but it's, it's, uh, it's central, it's the central life of who we are, the heart. When it talks about the heart, it's, uh, it's not, uh, I have a heart for you, but it's, it's who you are, really. You remember in, uh, Proverbs 4.23, uh, Solomon says, keep the heart with all vigilance, for from it flows the springs of water. Uh, the heart really is the matter of life. Um, so when Jesus tells us what animates him the most, what's really most true of him, when he exposes the most innermost recesses of his being, we find, he says, he is gentle and lowly. 
Who would have ever thought the Savior? I am gentle. The Greek word translated gentle here occurs three other times in the New Testament. The first is in the Beatitude where it says the meek, the meek will inherit the earth in Matthew 5, 5. And in the prophecy in Matthew 21, 5, quoting actually uh, Zechariah 9, 9, that Jesus the King is coming to you humble and mounted on a donkey, humble. And so the other one, Peter's encouragement to wives to nurture more than anything else, the hidden part of the heart, which is imperishably beauty, uh, the imperishable beauty of a gentle and quiet spirit. So the the word here where he says he's gentle is, is also trans same word is translated meek, humble, and gentle in other places. Um, so Jesus is saying he's he's uh, meek, humble. He's not a trigger happy God, so to speak. Not harsh or reactionary or easily exacerbated. He's the most understanding person in the whole universe. The most, the uh, the most natural thing to him is not to point a finger at us, but to open his arms to us. And the word lowly uh, perhaps overlaps that of of gentle. It uh, it generally translated humble. Um, in James four six, God opposes the proud, but gives grace to the humble. Same word there. But throughout the New Testament, the Greek word refers not to humility so much as a virtue, but humility in the sense of destitution, of being thrust downward by life, by life circumstances. I remember Mary's uh, song in Luke uh, one fifty-two. Um, she said to God, exalts those who have humble estate. She certainly was at a humble estate, pregnant, single, poor. Um, and in Romans twelve sixteen, it refers <clears throat> to the socially unimpressive, those who are not of the life of the party, but rather cause the host to cringe when they show up. Um, uh, the point saying that Jesus is lowly, that he's, what, what it means is he's accessible. Um, for all the glory and holiness, his supreme uniqueness, no one in human history has ever been more approachable than Jesus Christ. Remember Matthew, the, the, uh, the sinner's, and um, publicans, uh, not publicans, but uh, the, yeah, the tax collectors anyway, yeah, would, would, were attracted to him. Um, so the minimum bar to be embraced by Jesus is to know you have a need. You know you have a need, 
he's got open arms for you. Um, he said, and in that verse, he said, look, all you who labor and are heavy laden, uh, that's us. That's what qualifies you to come. If you, you labor and are heavy laden, if you feel that way, that's your, your ticket to come to Christ. Uh, no payment is required. He says, I'll give you rest. His gift, uh, it's, rest is a gift he, and for those who need it. Gentle and lowly. This is according to his own testimony. It's ver Christ's very heart. This is who he is. Tender, open, welcoming, accommodating, understanding, willingly. If we are asked to say just one thing about who Jesus is, would you have said gentle and lowly? Probably wouldn't have been our first thought, would it? Um, uh, now, but now, well, I need to clarify something. This is not who he is to everyone. To those who don't want to come to him, uh, there are scriptures concerning those people. But I'm talking to us, you and me, who are, who want him, who, are, who labor in a heavy laden in many ways. But for the penitent, the heart of a gentle embrace is never outmatched by our sins. In that, in that, can you believe that? His, his embrace is never outmatched by our sins. Uh, for lowly gentleness is not one way he occasionally acts towards us. Gentleness is who he is. The Christian life is, no question, one of toil and labor. He didn't say, I'll give you rest for your bodies. He said, I'll give you rest for your souls. But we have someone who's with us always. <clears throat> and then he says, in that same verse, um, uh, take my yoke, or my yoke is easy, rather. Now, that needs to be understood that he's not saying it's free of pain or hardship. The same word is used other places in the in the Bible as kind. Um, as Ephesians 4, 32 says, be kind to one another and tenderhearted. Um, normally, a yoke, you think of a yoke, it's a crossbar laid on on oxen to force them to drag farm equipment through the field. <clears throat> So Jesus is kind of using uh, irony, saying that yoke laid on his disciples, in a, in a sense, is a non-yoke. It, it's a yoke of kindness. My yoke is easy. It's a yoke of kindness. Um, it's, it's like putting on a life preserver to a dying man drowning man it's uh, <laughs> and he said his yoke is not a kind his burden is light so what you're carrying uh 
is light. Um, he, Dane compares it to what helium does to a balloon. It lifts. Um, uh, life preserver lifts, keeps us up. We're buoyed along in life by, by endless gentleness and supreme accessible lowliness. Um, Thomas Goodwin, a, uh, one of the Puritans, wrote part says, we're apt to think that he being so holy is therefore of a severe and sour disposition against sinners and not able to bear with them. No, he says, I am meek and gentleness is my nature and temperament. So we, we, our problem is we project on Jesus our skewed instincts of how the world works. We think, um, you know, that a wealthy person tends to look down on the poor and a more beautiful person, the more they're put off by the ugly. And But God is just the, the opposite of that. Um, Goodwin is basically saying to us that um, this high and holy Christ does not cringe at reaching out and touching dirty sinners and numbered sufferers. This is why we need a Bible, of course, because if we, otherwise we're going to create a God of our own mind rather than Except the God who says who he is. He is gentle and lowly, accessible to you this day. God bless you. I'll see you tomorrow with chapter 2. Bye.